At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Lombardi Line. I'm Brady Cannon, live at the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner, Michael Lombardi, is alongside via Ocean City, New Jersey, on a Friday before we roll into a holiday weekend. And, uh, Michael, speaking of fireworks, the uh, reunited tour got off to a good start last night. The Bucks and the over, right? Milwaukee, and the game goes over the total. We had a good one. We had that one nailed, my friend. Yeah, I thought it was perfect. I could just tell. I mean, how many layups do you think they ended up scoring in that game? I mean, seriously, everything was a layup. Just like, you know, that's what I think happens oftentimes. The the, the best defensive player, the star player goes out, and everybody instinctively thinks, how are they going to score? What are they going to do? You know, what, what's going to happen? And yet, I think in this game, we saw what happened. There was no rim protection for for Atlanta, there was no rim protection for Milwaukee, so there was a lot of layups, and you know Milwaukee was able to get some easy baskets. I think the one part that I regret not talking about yesterday was, you know, Brooks Lopez was so dominant in the game, Brady, and I could tell, or I thought he could be, but if if Trey Young played in the game, that was not going to work out well for for Brooks Lopez because he would have been able to play because he would have got caught in too many pick and rolls and he would have been he would have been neutralized. But because Young didn't play, it allowed 
you know, Lopez to have the best game of his of his NBA career in the playoffs. Yeah, unbelievable. 33 points. We did not see that one coming, but uh, our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, he was thinking along the same lines as you, Michael. He put an article up at vsin.com previewing game five. And we saw the market tick down as far as the total was concerned, but he made the case that it maybe should be going up. And you were along that same line of thinking there, that, and you just spoke about it, without the rim protection of Giannis, that maybe this game should be higher scoring than people think. And then when it was announced that Trey Young was going to be out as well, it got all the way down to about 212 as far as the total. This thing goes way over. You guys were spot on, you and John, about the more scoring without the stars in the game. Yeah, I, I mean, it was like a regular season game. It became something that we were we were used to seeing in the regular season where average players become much better. And, and I think that that's really what we saw happen in the game. And so, you know, guys that you would, you know, couldn't typically score 20 points, Bobby Portis, for example, all of a sudden he looks dominant out there on the court. So, yeah, I mean, look, let's face it. I, I, and just here's the other part that I noticed last night watching the game. Watching Giannis move, like, I didn't feel like he was gingerly walking on that leg. I would be shocked if he didn't play tomorrow night. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I saw the same thing. Now, Trey Young, I think that one's even more confusing. You know, if you just have a bone bruise or an ankle tweak, I, I expected him to play last night. You, you think he'll be back for game, se- or game six, don't you? Well, I saw the clip of him trying to go through his pregame routine, and he couldn't push on the leg, and he had no burst or explosion. And I think that's the problem. I don't think he's got enough strength in there. We call it a bone bruise, whether it's a sprain. I'm sure they don't want to call it a high ankle sprain because everybody then knows what it is. But for me, just watching him work out, the little bit of video that they were able to give us, it didn't look like he's going to be at anywhere close to 100% if he plays on Friday night. Yeah, well, anyway, the Milwaukee Bucks take a 3-2 series advantage in the best of seven. Welcome back in. It is the Lombardi line here on a Friday. Brady Cannon and Michael Lombardi with you on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network, recapping Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals. 123-112 to in favor of Milwaukee, your final. Again, they take a 3-2 series lead. And to win the NBA championship, of course, the numbers have adjusted, Michael, after Thursday's result in Milwaukee. The Suns are now minus 160 favorites to to win it all, that's down from minus 190. The Bucks at plus 170 to win it all, and that's down from plus 280. You and I were talking about this market on Thursday, and I said, you know, the Bucks at almost three to one might not be a bad bet. Now, obviously, they still have to get to the finals. They've got to win one out of the next two games against Atlanta, but you've got a lot of equity there, almost twice your money there with now that down to plus 170 versus plus 280 where it was on Thursday. You know, Brady, for me, I think those numbers, the, the shift and the dynamic, the, the, the challenging shift, the, the way they move so rapidly, I think the book feels like Giannis is going to play again and sooner rather than later. I, I don't think you make this move if Giannis is out. I mean, they dominated the game. They had the lead in the first half. I mean, you could just tell Trey Young, I don't whether he comes back or not, he's not going to be the Trey Young. But I think Milwaukee and the book feels like they're going to get Giannis back just watching him. And these numbers, to me, are reflective that he's going to be able to play at some level. And, you know, they found their niche. I mean, Middleton's played really well. Holiday's played really well in in the past few games. And so, look, we know Phoenix is not a great team. We know they're the most healthiest team 
and they've been able to endure, and they play great defense. It'll be a good matchup, assuming Giannis can play. So I think that's why those numbers are so close. Game six is Saturday night, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern in Atlanta. Young and Giannis, of course, are still uncertain as whether or not they will play in the ballgame. The series price has, of course, changed. Milwaukee now minus 500 to advance. The Hawks are plus 350. And for the game itself, Michael, the Hawks are currently a two-point favorite. When I opened this up this morning, they were a one-point favorite. It's now up to two. Your total is at 216.5. And, Michael, I don't think we're done yet. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Atlanta bounces back and we're headed back to Milwaukee for Game 7. I wouldn't be surprised either. I thought we both thought that the fear of the deer people were going to really motivate Milwaukee, and they did with a tremendous first quarter. And Atlanta got caught flat-footed and really couldn't recover from it. All right, but I do think. Go ahead. No, but I do think that you know Atlanta's home crowd will energize them, and the reverse will be there. And I think we're going to get a game seven. And I think game seven, if Giannis doesn't play next in this game, then they're saving him for game seven. Yeah, and maybe they were saving Trey Young too. I, I thought about that, but this has definitely been a series with the zig and the zag, and I wouldn't be surprised if it holds true to that. And Atlanta wins in Game Six, and. And Giannis plays in Game 7. We could see both of them uh, saved for Game 7 in Milwaukee. We will see. Michael, uh, you mentioned this yesterday after the program. Let's talk some NFL. And get this. We're six days away from the beginning of the NBA Finals. We're 10 days away from the All-Star break in baseball. 13 days away from the British Open. And we're just 34 days away from the first NFL preseason game, the Hall of Fame game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Dallas Cowboys on August the 5th. And let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We'll dive into the NFC East a little bit here on the program today. I want to know what your expectations are for Dallas this year. Of course, head coach Mike McCarthy, he'll enter his second season with the team. The offense has a great deal of firepower. In the draft, they went heavy on defense. Of course, their quarterback, Dak Prescott, is healthy again. What do you think we get out of Big D in the coming season? Well, I think the big D is about what is their big D. I think it starts and ends there. And, you know, I think they've got to be able, Dan Quinn's got to be able to prove that he is a really good defensive coordinator, that he can adjust and change. We talked at length about the Pete Carroll system of defense and how difficult that can be for most people, uh, defensive coaches now. It relies strictly on the defensive talent in the front. It's not a coverage system. It's an eight-man front. It stops the run first, and it relies on the ability to rush the passer. Can they do that in Dallas? Can Demarcus Lawrence rush the passer? Can Randy Gregory stay on the field and rush the passer? Can they create a situation where they're able to dominate with the defensive front? And when you look at their team, offensively, you know, they have a ton of weapons. There's no denying it. But last year they didn't have Laval Collins, and they didn't have Tyrod Smith. And without those two tackles, it became hard for their offense to, to, to generate any consistency as good as those receivers and they were. Now, I think in talking to people around the league, Brady, I think Zeke Elliott might come out and have a great year. Zeke Elliott has been disappointing since the contract. I mean, Zeke Elliott should be a 1,500-yard guy. He should have, you know, 1,400 yards rushing. He should have another eight, 900 yards in the receiving game. He should be the focal point of the offense because the reason you paid him wasn't because he was a running back. The reason you paid him was because he was a weapon. And if you're not going to make him a weapon, 
If you're not going to make him a weapon in the passing and the running game, then you're doing yourself a disservice. And part of the problem why you don't make him a weapon is because he's a little Joel Embiidish. He's really talented, but he's not in great shape. And he can't go all the time. And he, and he loses the burst. And he loses the juice in his legs in the fourth quarter. People tell me from Dallas that's changed that he's off the Cabo workout program, that he's actually been serious this offseason and getting in shape. I think that's a key indicator. I like him on the over at 1,100. And I think the Cowboys, when you break this team down, have a lot of question marks, but they have, some, they have ways to answer those question marks. Michael, the Cowboys were 23rd in the league in total DVOA, and their turnover differential was minus three. Now, a lot of that has to do with the fact that Dak Prescott was out for most of the season. But not only is he back, I think the numbers here indicate that this team is destined for improvement. Would you agree? I definitely think they have to improve. I mean, look, here's the other factor that I think we as betters need to consider. McCarthy is going to take a step back. He is going to be the head coach of the team. He's not. He's going to adapt the Jerry Jones philosophy of what the head coach does: clap, shake hands, watch the game. Right? He's got. He's got. He hired Ben McAdoo, the former Giant assistant head coach, and his former assistant at Green Bay. He's got him to come in and help Kellen Moore with the offense. So he's got his eyes and ears within there. He's got somebody in the offensive meeting room that he's really comfortable with. And then that allows him to go over and spend time with Dan Quinn and help him and also help John Fossil out with the defense. So with the special teams, excuse me. So I think that that is the basis of what they need to do. And hopefully that'll lend itself to having a better season. But for me, Two factors. When you look at their schedule, they are in the NFC East. We know that's not the most talented division, so we feel like, you know, they can get going in there. And then they play, you know, they're able to play well enough with their offensive line. They should be able to score some points and play from ahead. And with Elliott being able to be the key component, you know, that over nine and a half, it could be something they could easily gain. That's what I was just going to ask you. Nine and a half kind of seems light to me. Like they could get over that pretty easily. They're the favorite to win the NFC East at plus 115. Now, 40 to one, uh, 40 to one to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're ready for that spot yet. It is a juicy number for a team that we expect to be pretty good. But I think probably the best bet in that market right there, these are courtesy of BetMGM, is over the nine and a half wins. I do, too. I think, you know, look, that means they lose seven games. You get to 10, that means they lose seven games. Is 10 and 7 a great year? Isn't 10 and 7 a little bit? It's, it's certainly not, you know, it's three games above 500. So, you know, we're on an odd number now. So it, it's hard to really be able to determine what's great. But I don't think 10 and 7 is a great year. I think it's a good year. I don't think it's a great year. So if you're saying the Cowboys are going to be good, if you're saying you're going to be able to get more production out of Elliott. And my big thing with Elliott is when I look at him and why I think if you're betting him to go over 1,100, you should bet the Cowboys to go over 9.5 because he can carry them. Last year, he had, last year he had 338 yards in the passing game. He had 50, 52 receptions for 338. You can't win. You've you, you got to throw him the ball where he can make plays in space. You got to get him the ball outside. You got to be able to utilize him as a weapon. You know, yeah, he averages four yards a carry. This guy should average close to ten yards. You remember when Todd Gurley was great for the Rams, the year he, the year they were tremendous with Sean McVay, he was over ten yards a catch. That's what you've got to be able to do with him. Last year, Tony Pollard, who's really a wide receiver, he averaged six nine. Elliott averaged six five. To me, that's not the players. That's the scheme. 
That's what McCarthy's got to address. He's got to be able to go to Kellen Moore and say, look, we've got to find ways to get these guys in space to where they're averaging 10 yards of reception because we're just not going to run. We're going to run screens to them or flat routes. All right, let's move over to the New York Giants. They go primarily <laughs> defense in the draft, but with the first pick, the 20th pick overall, they take wide receiver Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Now you've got Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, John Ross, and Tony. I don't mind that receiving core at all, Michael. They were 6-10 and 10 last season. What are you expecting out of Big Blue this year? Well, I mean, there's so many question marks on Big Blue, right? You know, you've got the quarterback in Daniel Jones, and we talked about how Jason Garrett is on the hot seat there. There's no denying that. Jason Garrett is on the hot seat. They've got to produce more more uh, explosive offense than what they've ever done. I mean, last year they averaged 10.9 yards per, per catch as a, as a complete offense. I mean, they just couldn't make explosive plays. They weren't able to work the ball down the field. As I mentioned yesterday, their best day – their best day of, of, of really of being able to, to throw the ball down the field was, was when Daniel Jones came in his first game as a Tampa Bay Buck against the Bucks. That was his first game as a rookie. He's only averaged over seven yards per attempt five times in his career. You know, and at 6.4 yards per attempt last year as a team, that's not good enough for the Giants. Sacked 45 times in the game last year. Colt McCoy was sacked 50. So, Mike, when I start with, yeah, it's great you take a receiver. But who's going to be the right tackle? Are you going to move Nate Solder over there, who missed all of last year because of COVID? Are you going to keep Andrew Thomas, who was very disappointing as a rookie, over at the right left tackle spot? Question marks all over the offensive line. And then defensively, you've got to be able to believe that they feel like they can cover. I mean, they spent a lot of money on this corner situation. They re-signed Logan Ryans. He's the free safety. They, they paid Adoree Jackson beyond what anyone else in the National Football League would have paid him. They just really overpaid him. And, you know, they've got Bradbury, who's a good player. But are they going to be good enough in the secondary? Can they rush the passer? I think their defense should be able to be as good as they were last year. Is that going to be good enough? I mean, they, they, they gave up 357 points. They only scored 280, uh, Brady. So, for me, I think there's so many questions. And the number one question starts with the coordinator and the coach and the, and the quarterback. Yeah, I agree with you. And you mentioned that game in Tampa Bay when Daniel Jones really had a great coming out party in that contest. And it was kind of like... When we see a baseball pitcher for the first time, especially left-handers, have a lot of success and like their major league debut or something, because teams don't have any tape on them, they don't know what necessarily is coming. It seemed maybe that was the case for Daniel Jones, but with this receiving core, I personally really like Kadarius Tony. I got to watch him a lot at Florida, and I think this guy's dynamic. And and Shepard and Galladay, I, I think the tools are there, but. Is your sense that they can exploit that? Or, or I'm really in the dark on this team, Michael. I, I don't know if they're going to improve or not. I, I just don't have any confidence in Garrett. I think, to me, he runs North Turner's offense, which goes back to the Ernie Zampisi days of the Rams when North first became an assistant coach for the Rams. And it really hasn't changed much. It really hasn't changed much. And so, for me, I mean, are they going to be able to utilize? And then if you can't block, I mean, you can't get the defense to count to five Mississippi. <laughs> so, if you can't block, how are you going to win? You know, how are you going to be able to win? I mean, they, at the end of the year, after three, four, they had a four-game win streak. They beat Washington 23-20 on the turnover, right? They come back. They beat Philly, a team that they played well. They beat Cincinnati barely by two points. They go out and surprise all of us, all us betters, and beat Seattle 17-12. Remember, that was a double-digit line they overcame. 
feeling good about themselves. They come home. They lose. They get. They get destroyed by Arizona. They get killed by Cleveland. They lose to Baltimore, and then they win a meaningless game on the road in in Dallas. So I'm just not sure that this team is ready. They now they beat Washington. They beat Washington twice last year. And Washington's defensively was a problem. But I think at the end of the day, the question marks about Garrett lead me to believe I don't know if they can get over this seven-win total. The Giants were 25th in DVOA in the NFL, and their turnover margin was zero. And what's interesting about that, Michael, turnover margin, it it usually comes back to the mean. The Giants were minus 17 in turnover differential in 2019. And, of course, that did improve now at zero in 2020. You would think maybe that has the potential to go back down again. You mentioned their win total of seven. They are plus 450 to win the division. And and like I said, I just don't show a lot of signs that this team is going to be much better. That number seven is probably spot on now with 17 games. And, you know, if they go seven and ten, that is not very good. You know, when you look at the point, I love that you brought up the turnover differential. And unless you factor in missed field goals. Unless you factor that in. So last year, the Giants had one missed field goal when a team attempted one. They had 10 attempts inside the 40. They missed one. The Giants didn't miss one at all. So that there was a, so they're a plus one there. The Giants picked up a, inside the 20, they were plus one. So now they're plus two. And then outside of 50, they're plus one because they missed a long field goal and their opponents missed two. So they end up with a plus three point dif- turnover takeaway because those are turnovers and takeaways right there. And yet they still couldn't generate any offense. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you illustrate that those are turnovers because they really are missed field goals like that. Uh, and then you talk about the fact that they were still pretty pretty awful, 25th in the league in DVOA, yeah. yet they have a positive turnover differential. That doesn't spell out a, a good that, yeah, recipe that, that, for this year, right? Absolutely. And if you don't admit they have a positive turnover, you don't understand the game. Yeah. All right. Well, next up, we're going to talk draft, and I'm talking NBA draft. It comes up in less than four weeks from now, the NBA draft on July 29th. We'll get into that a little bit, and then in hour number two, we'll pick up where we left off in the NFC East right here inside the Lombardi line. Michael and Brady with you on a Friday on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. With basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Michael Lombardi and Brady Cannon with you inside the Lombardi line on a Friday. And, Michael, the NBA draft takes place Mm. on July 29th, less than four weeks from today. Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State. He is such an overwhelming favorite to go number one that our friends at BetMGM have taken that off the board, and they have simply gone to who will be the number two pick in the draft. And, of course, the Houston Rockets, they are currently slated in the number two spot with the Detroit Pistons currently owning the number one selection. And the odds to go number two, your favorite is Evan Mosley, Evan the seven-footer out of USC. He is at even money. And then you've got Jalen Green. He's a shooting guard, played in the G League last year. He's at plus 160. And then Jalen Suggs, I know you were high on this young man, the point guard out of Gonzaga. Of course, we saw him make the miracle shot there against UCLA to win that ball game. He is at plus 160 along with Jalen Green. And then after that, you get into some pretty big longer shots. So it looks like as far as the number two pick is concerned, BetMGM is thinking it's going to be one of these three guys. 
Yeah, I mean, Detroit hasn't made the decision yet. This week, they're going to spend some time with Cade Cunningham. I believe they're going to go out and spend time with Evan Mobley, and they're going to spend time with the Jalen Suggs. I think it's highly unlikely they would change from Cade Cunningham. I think they feel like he gives them the best option. Larry Brown, who may be headed to Memphis as an assistant coach, uh, not the not the Grizzlies, but the, uh, the Tigers of the University of Memphis, uh, as an assistant coach. He was high on Cade Cunningham. He's one of the reasons why. Kate Cunningham ended up going to Oklahoma State as opposed to going directly to the G League as Jalen Green did. So I see this as I think Jalen Green is your dark dark side candidate to get to the numbers two spot with Houston depending on way Houston wants to configure this team and how they want to build around it. You know, Mobley's a stretch five. He can go out there and shoot the three. He can get into the low post. He can play. Uh, Suggs to me is by far a dynamic player. I think he could play point. He's got an NBA body, was a great high school football player, Brady, in Minneapolis. And so he comes with that kind of temperament and toughness. And then, you know, you talk to anybody about Jalen Green or Kaminga, and they all talk about how athletic both players are and how they're, uh, you know, they're raw and they could really rise to becoming something uniquely special. So we shall see. One thing about Orlando, I know under the present regime, the general manager there, they will take someone long and someone athletic like they did with Giannis when he was in Milwaukee. Yeah, the Orlando Magic currently with the fifth pick. And I agree with you that the value might be on Jalen Green at plus 160. Don't necessarily want to dive in on Mobley at plus 100. And and you mentioned even Detroit has mentioned his name. I think that's a little bit of a smokescreen. But if the Houston Rockets are going to try and replace James Harden, Jalen Green is probably that guy, Michael. And uh, I tell you what, we, you and I, you love to talk golf. And, and there was another story that developed <laughs> on, on Thursday. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear your opinion on this. I can't wait to hear your opinion on this. I loved it. I loved it. What I love about was that we had the divorce between Chambeau and his and his caddy. They're separating for just a little bit, going to counseling. But what I loved the best was Kepka. I love his response and how he gave his caddy all the props. And basically, and, and I love his ability. He wants to get under Shambo's skin because you know what I was talking to Bill Berman yesterday when this came out. I was saying, you know, you could just tell Kepka's not even a re- remote scared of DeChambeau. He could care less. He knows something that we don't know about Shambo. Like he knows it. He knows what's really going on. And I love the fact that he's torturing him. Yeah, immediately before the tournament starts, DeShambo parts ways with his caddy. His caddy's been there for all eight of DeShambo's PGA Tour wins. They call it a day, and Brooks Kapka, of course, then immediately tweets that it's now Caddy Appreciation Day, and he applauds his man, Ricky <laughs> Elliott. I, I, my opinion, Michael, is it's great for golf. You and I are talking about it. I mean, the casual observer sees golf as this slow, boring sport, but here, no. we, here we've spiced it up a little bit with these two, right? I think, to me, if you know sports and you know competitors, Kepka knows something that we don't know. He's not going to say it. He's not going to say it. But he knows. All right. Well, very good. It's fun stuff. By the way, Bryson DeChambeau struggling to make the cut at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, where he is the defending champion, currently one under par through 16 holes. We'll be right back on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
The NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game at VEASAN.com, and also our daily members-only best bet emails. Now's the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Michael Lombardi with you updating the Rocket Mortgage. I was talking about Bryson DeChambeau, your defending champion, and I got to believe this is somewhat of a distraction, Michael. Of course, he gets rid of his caddy before they start the <laughs> tournament on Thursday. He shoots an even par 72, and this is a birdie fest. The leader was nine under par after one round. He was nine shots back, and he's not doing much better today. Just one under through 16 holes, so one under for the championship. It looks like Bryson DeChambeau is going to miss the cut here in his title defense. Uh, time to play doubt or no doubt, Mr. Lombardi. And, of course, I will read a few statements. Michael will tell us if he doubts it or if he has no doubt. And we'll start with the first one here. The NFC West will go back to the world of football here. The NFC West will have three playoff teams this season, Michael. Doubt or no doubt? I, I don't doubt that. I think it could. I think it could easily have three. I think there's four quality teams. I think Arizona's got to prove defensively that they can uh, play as well. Their older players have to stay healthy. Murray critically has to stay healthy. But I think the other teams, I mean, today there's a huge column about how Kyle Shanahan's changing what he does offensively, expecting Trey Lance to have a significant role, maybe even this year. We know the Rams are loaded, and I think Seattle's a really good team. I think Seattle, you know, won 12 games last year. They're over-unders at 9.5, so I don't doubt that there can be three teams coming from this division. Well, I think it's really indicative, too, when you look at the market at BetMGM here for the NFC wild card. The top three teams, uh, the favorites, are all from the NFC West. You've got the Rams at plus 160, the 49ers at plus 180, and the Seahawks at plus 185 to be the NFC wild card representative or a wild card representative. So so I'm with you. I, I mean, it, we, I think we all know it's the most stacked division in football, and I think Arizona's kind of sneaky, too. Yeah, I mean, and, and they'll all play. They know how to play one another. I don't think any team's going to sweep the, the division and go through this thing at 6-0. At, at and oh. And they're going to take some punches. But I think when they play out of the conference, out of their division, they're hard to play. And, you know, it starts with quarterbacks. I mean, typically when you have Russell Wilson, you have Murray, you have Matthew Stafford, and then you have Garoppolo with Shanahan, all of a sudden it becomes real. It becomes a really good, uh, you know, those are battles. And that's how you evaluate conferences. You know, Sparky Anderson used to, uh, on his board in his office, and this is one of the things Al Davis stole from him, he would have in his board, he would have all the players of the Cincinnati Reds up on a board, and then he would compare them to every other player in the division, you know, and who they had to beat to get to where they had to go, and how do they rank in that, in that relationship, and I think that's where, that's how divisions get better. Because if you're trying to win that, that's why I think the, the AFC West is just as good, too, because everybody's trying to raise their game. And I think that's the case. All right, number two, Derrick Henry will lead the league in rushing mm. for the third straight year. Derrick Henry, of course, of the Tennessee Titans, will lead the league in rushing yards for the third straight season. Doubt or no doubt? I doubt that, only because, not because I doubt Derrick Henry. I think Zeke Elliott might win it this year, but my, I think it's hard to do it three years in a row. 
Last year, going into last season, there were 31 backs in the history of the NFL who toted the rock more than 400 times in one year. 29 of them didn't come back to the same level. And once again, Henry did. So now he's now he's now he becomes the third out of 32 players to do it. Can he do it three years in a row? It typically says no. I'm just going to play the percentages. I just don't think I think maybe injuries or something is going to prevent him from being that main guy again. His body has to be sore. No, I totally agree with you, and, and for the same reasons. Not that I doubt him, but can he do it three times in a row? I mean, that's unprecedented, I would think. His over-under for rushing yards is 1550, 1550 and a half at DraftKings. Over or under that? You know, I would go under that. I would go under that. I mean, that's a dyna- – I mean, that's – you know, you say, well, Lombardi, that's just less than 100 yards a game. You know, he typically should do that. Yeah, I know, but – to me, there's some games you fall behind and he can't go. He can't run the ball as effectively as he typically does. So I'm just having a hard time thinking that his body can withstand this kind of punishment. I really do. No, I'm with you across the board there on Derrick Henry. All right, final one here. At least one team with a new head coach in the NFL will make the playoffs this season. At least one team with a new head coach will make the playoffs, and there's seven of them. Brandon Staley, Urban Meyer, Robert Sala, Nick Sirianni, Dan Campbell, Arthur Smith, David Culley. One of them, at least, will make the playoffs. Doubt or no doubt? I don't doubt that either. Seven, you know, it's seven out of 32, so your odds are pretty good. I'd go Staley if I had to pick one. I'd go Arthur Smith, two. I'd probably go Seriani three. Urban Meyer, four. Salai, five. Uh, Coley, six. And Campbell, seven. That's how I would rank them. I think, I think the Falcons, if they get any defensive play, they're good on offense. I mean, yeah, I know they traded Julio Jones, but remember, Brady, their odds went up to make the playoffs after they traded Julio. Well, think and, about that. And they acquire Kyle Pitts, who maybe at this yeah. point in their two careers, Kyle Pitts is better. Right. I mean, everybody thinks that Julio's going to be just this dynamic and take Tennessee, but can he stay healthy? Can he be the same Julio Jones? You know, and I think that's always the concern. I think Staley has walked into a really good situation because he's going to alter what they do defensively. He's going to make it complex defensively to play the Chargers. It's not going to be an easy day going out there playing against Gus Bradley's cover three scheme. You're going to have to game plan and handle it. And he's going to bring blitzes from different places and unique stuff, and he's not going to be in the same four, same fronts and the same coverages. And then when you look at that offense with Herbert, I mean, look, Herbert did it with no OTAs, no mini camps, no training camp, and he dominated the NFL. I mean, this is a generational talent with good receivers. And finally, Telesco fixed the offensive line. He gets Slater to go in there. He's got Corey Lindsey at center. So for me, I think they've got a great opportunity to make the playoffs. I know it's a hard, hard division to be in with the Raiders, the Broncos, and of course, naturally the the favorite, the Chiefs, but they're as good as anyone. Michael, real quick here. uh, Are you sold or not on Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions with what they've done in the offseason? No, I'm not sold at all because I've never been a golf fan even when he was the first pick of the draft. I've been ridiculed by all Rams fans when I called. I mean, I don't think he's got the ability to play. I think the system made him better. I don't think he was the talent that made him. And to pay him $33 million, Oh, my gosh. All right, very good. Well, we will go to Wes Reynolds next and get his plays for the day. He's in his usual 945 Pacific, 1245 Eastern slot on the Lombardi line. We'll speak with Wes and look at who he's got in action today for your Friday, July the 2nd of a July 4th holiday weekend. Stick with us at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Discover BetMGM, the king of sports books. Sign up today and win $100 if you place a $1 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer, regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use the bonus code VEASAN100 when you place your first bet and enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. It's a new customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, in Tennessee, 800-889-9789, and 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Wes Reynolds now joins the program. He's my co-host on Long Shots and the Green Zone. I'm used to him being alongside here in studio, but instead we get him over the phone in his usual spot here on the Lombardi line on Fridays. And Wes, thank you for joining the program. As always, I know you've got a few plays in pocket, and I'm going to start on the ice. Of course, we have Game 3 tonight up at the Bell Center in Montreal, Canada, with the Canadians trailing in the series to the Tampa Bay Lightning two games to none which way you going here in game three 
Yeah, Brady, we do get Dominique Ducharme is going to be back for the Montreal Canadiens. He's been out for two weeks due to a positive test with COVID-19. So uh, the interim head coach going to step behind the bench on Friday. So we go to the Bell Center, Montreal down 2 nothing. And the way I'm going to look here is first period on the Montreal Canadiens. Because watching this team throughout the playoffs, this is a team really built to play with the lead. This is a team that relies on defense and relies on goaltending. And when they get behind, it's just so hard for them to catch up. And game two last time out on Wednesday night was no more evidence of that. Because if you look, they got down and then they came back. And that whole 20 minutes in that second period, they outplayed the Tampa Bay Lightning. They really, I think, outplayed them for the first two periods of the game. So they get back and they get it tied, kind of have the game where they want it, and then Tampa Bay gets a goal with .3 seconds left to go to beat the buzzer in the second period. And you could just kind of see this team got very deflated, eventually lost 3-1. to one. But if you go inside the numbers, they were a lot better, I think, than Tampa Bay in Game 2. They outshot them 43-23. to 23. The expected goal share at the 5-on-5 five five was just a little bit less than 61%. High danger scoring chances were even. Vasilevsky was just really good, and that's why he's the favorite right now to win the Conn Smythe. And he might have been a little bit motivated. He just barely lost out to our guy here in Las Vegas, Flower, Marc-Andre Fleury, for the Vesna Trophy, for the best goaltender in the National Hockey League. So Vasilevsky's been amazing so far this series. He stopped 60 of 62 shots. And look, I, I, I think that Montreal, though, coming back home, This is kind of their Waterloo moment here. This is their last chance. And I really like them more in the first period here. And I think the high watermark in the market is like plus 110. Because I think Tampa Bay is going to win the series. And teams that are up 2-0 all time in the Stanley Cup Finals are 46-5. and Tampa Bay has never lost a series in franchise history when they've been 2-0 up in the playoffs, and they've already done it twice in this playoff season. Small crowd at the Bell Center. They weren't able to get 10,500. That's what the Canadians were asking for. They weren't able to get it, so it's still the same 3,500. Small crowd up in Montreal. There'll be more people when we watch the game tonight outside the arena than inside the arena. But I think you get a a strong first 20 minutes from Montreal. So Montreal first period plus 110 for me. You know, Wes, I've liked the under in these series, and I was counting on Price to be was in in the first two rounds of the series but I think what's disappointed me and I'm sure Montreal fans has been his play you know when you look at him before we got into this he was only giving up 1.94 goals uh, against and now he's at 4.08 or 06 and I think maybe the pressure of the cup might be getting to him and Valasevsky I mean he's been tremendous as you said 62 uh, shots on him and 60 stops so you know, I, I I tend to believe that past performance predicts future achievement, and Tampa's five and zero straight up in the last five games against Montreal. I like your play better because it takes out the risk of seeing where this thing goes in terms of the finale. It just goes to the first first period. Yeah, you're right, Michael. And Carey Price did let a soft one in in the third period that made it a 3-1 margin. And that's kind of the problem you see with the Montreal Canadiens is that their margin of error is so paper thin. 
because this is a team that has to win lower scoring games. They have to win with defense. That line that was so good against the Vegas Golden Knights, and that would be the Nick Suzuki, Tyler Toffoli, Cole Caulfield line, was a lot better in the second game. They did give, they were on the ice when that goal was given up late by Price, but you, you, you just have to have, I mean, it's almost like Jacob DeGrom with run support. Montreal has to get him like two goals at least for, I think, them to be confident, and they have not been able to do it. They've only gotten two goals in two games this series, but this is where I think you got to have him get the most aggressive in that first 20 minutes. Wes, uh, I uh, want to go over to the pitch for the UEFA European Championship, uh, of course, soccer here. And I wonder if you're just putting this play up to butter up Michael a little bit. Uh, of course, the <laughs> Italian. You've got Itali- uh, Italy to advance uh, in the Euro 2020. Explain that, my friend. Forza Italia. Absolutely. They are the... <laughs> The noon match here Pacific time and I played it a little bit of a different way because I think this point bears repeating for maybe betters that are new to soccer betting now that we are in the knockout stage we are in tournament play a lot of these bets if you bet soccer normally when you have like a three-way line when you have like a price for instance on Italy you have a price on Belgium and then that third way on the three-way line is of course the draw that is just after 90 minutes plus whatever stoppage time is added to the end. Because if this is tied at the end of the 90 minutes, then they have to go to the two 15-minute periods. And then if it's tied after that, then they, of course, go to penalty kicks for sudden death. So somebody has to advance in the tournament. It's not like pool play where if it's a draw, it's just done. Each team gets one point to their standing. So the way to bet this, if you like Italy, I don't believe is on the three-way line. And I know people want to take that plus money. I'm seeing like plus 130-ish out there. But I'd rather lay the minus 150 on what is called Italy to advance. And that basically means... They don't have to necessarily win it in regulation. They can win it in the overtime period, or they can win it in penalty kicks. And I just kind of think Belgium's going to be up against it. Two of their star guys, Kevin De Bruyne and Eden Hazard, are not at 100%. And this is a Belgium team. If you watch them in this tournament, they didn't really create a lot of chances against Portugal, even though Portugal was able to knock them out. Meanwhile, I think the Azuri, Italy, is they look really good, I think, the majority of the tournament. England is the favorite right now to win the whole thing in Euro 2020 simply because they have the easier draw. They now have the Ukraine. They also have Wembley Stadium is going to host the semifinals and the finals. So they obviously have a little bit of a home field advantage there. But I think Italy is the best team in the tournament. They've looked really good, I think, the whole time. They've dominated not only offensively, but defensively. Teams are really struggling to score against them. So Italy to advance minus 150 this afternoon. You know, Brady, I'll just say this. Look, you know, I know it's in my blood, but I root for Italy. I get that, you know, but they haven't allowed a goal inside of 90 minutes at the Euro all season against their opponents, and they have never, and I repeat never, have lost to Belgium in a major tournament. We're not going to lose to Belgium, okay? Let's just face it. We're not losing to Belgium. So I don't expect them to start losing to Belgium now. I think this has been a great little midsummer classic uh, soccer tournament here. I've really gotten into it over the past couple of weeks and uh, getting down to the final eight teams now. This will wrap up next weekend, correct, Wes? Yeah, uh, right now we're in the midst of the quarterfinals, and then we're going to have the semifinals next week and then the ultimate final two at Wembley Stadium in London. 
All right, my friend, I uh, want to ask you about another play and describe this line movement to me. I, I like the Pirates today, too. The Pirates are taking on the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, the Brewers have been red hot. They've won eight in a row, and they were laying a pretty big price on the road at PNC Park in Pittsburgh, like minus 165 favorites. All of a sudden, the Brew Crew is down to about minus 115. Did something go haywire here, or is this just everybody and their mother betting the Buckos? Yeah, I was checking that too, Brady. I didn't really see a lot of injuries. There's a couple guys out in the lineup. I think Abacel Garcia and Colton Wong are going to miss for Milwaukee tonight. But I don't think that that's necessarily going to really drive that line downwards. I think it's a little bit more of picking on Adrian Hauser, who's been okay, but he's a back end of the staff guy for the Milwaukee Brewers. We know, watching the Brewers this year, who have been their strong guys, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns. So now, a chance to maybe kind of pick on the bottom of the rotation. This is a Brewers team that doesn't really score a lot of runs, and not a lot to write home about in Pittsburgh this year, but JT Brubaker has been very solid. ERA under four, XFIP under four, so I do like the Pirates. It has been hit, though. I think you could still get maybe 110 is the high watermark in the market, but this did sure get hit overnight. I did do a underdog parlay, uh, just took a, a lottery ticket shot here with the Pirates uh, at a big plus price and parlayed them with another underdog at a big plus price, the Cleveland Indians at home. So we'll see if we can get a couple of big home dogs there. Uh, a great pitching matchup in the nation's capital, West, Max Scherzer and Julio Urias. You've got a, an opinion on this game as well. Yeah, I do, and I'm going to go against the money here and actually go with the Dodgers. I know the Dodgers are getting hot, and they're getting healthy in terms of the lineup, but the Washington Nationals have been very hot. I think they went 19-9 and in the month of June. Meanwhile, the Dodgers took the first game of the series. They've won six straight, but it's really taken Scherzer over Urias here. Urias, if you look over the last month or so, his last six starts, 581 ERA over the last six even though he's been very good to start the season. Max Scherzer, if he doesn't blow up as an opposing manager or an umpire, checking for the sticky stuff, he's been doing great. 214 right now, the lowest ERA of his career. All right, my friend, always good to Thank talk you, to Wes. you. And uh, hopefully I'll see you over the weekend. Enjoy the 4th of July, Wes. You bet, guys. Thanks, Thanks Wes. for having me. All right, that is going to wrap up our number one. We'll come back with Mr. Baseball on the other side right here at v At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.